this so we can get it started. 32 days, 24 castaways, four co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in Tuamotus. How is it said? How do we say this shit? I have to look this up. Tuamotus, yeah. Stranded in Tuamotus, and I'm your host, Pudi. Uh, we're joined by four co-hosts and alumni of Stranded, Joaquin, winner of All Stranded, who originally played in Stranded in Indonesia, season 27. Good evening, Pudi. Uh, I'm also joined this evening by uh, Whiskey, so. <laughs> uh, Nofo, host of Isolated, who originally played in Stranded in Venezuela, season 19. Hi, everybody. Wait, that was way too loud. That was so enthusiastic. We got a new mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gone are the days of whispering Novo. Now we have uh, overly loud Novo. And finally, we're joined by Danny, host of our newest online game, Excursion, who originally played in Stranded in Turks and Caicos Season 32. Death to Tanzania Blue. (laughs) Today, we're going to preview the 12 returning second chance players who will be competing in Stranded in Tuamotus. Not the, uh, I wouldn't call them, they're not quite all stars. We're calling them second chancers because they did not do so well in their original seasons. This is the uh, Bad News Bear group. I think that's fitting. And I mean, especially given the way that the season is going to be setting up, I think that having people who are hungry for a win after, you know, not doing so hot the last time. It's going to be really interesting. Right. Yeah. Um. To give people a little background on why we've set the season up the way we have, we do this periodically throughout Stranded. I think this is our fifth time doing a, a mashup like this. The first time we did it, season nine, we had uh, similar to Survivor, a fans versus favorites. Of course, the favorites dunked on the fans just like on Survivor. So the second time we did this, season 14 in Malaysia, we decided to pit players that were not necessarily all-stars, people that we thought had potential but were not the best players the first time. And predictably, we pit them against players who had experience in other games or were uh, competitive in other arenas. And it was a much more balanced playing field. So I think we kind of hit on a sweet spot with that. We would have gone on to repeat that several times in different twists and formats. But this seems to be what works. So we're not going to fix what's what's not broken. So pitting players who historically have not done great against players who are somewhat experienced in other series. Some may be first timers, but the idea being we get 12 really strong new players to Stranded against 12 returning players who maybe this would be their second chance. I call this Stranded with train wrecks. Yeah, I think we we even uh, second chance is a misnomer because some of these people have played multiple times and played in other series and stuff. So I think we we had rebranded it to a redemption season, of course, that then got muddied by Redemption Island, which is not on this season. But these players are certainly in need of redemption from their poor play the first time. So let's get into it. I think that's enough setup. We're going to be talking about the flops, the flop tribe. That's what we're <laughs> uh, that's what we're going to call them. Now these are people that I would say were incredibly entertaining and showed promise but went out early i'm going to go down the list of who's on this tribe first and their placement and then we'll go one by one detailing them so on this tribe in order of their season from season 25 stranded in Faroe islands we have stephanie with two ends who came in 12th place from season 27 stranded in indonesia joaquin's original season we have john rocker who came in 17th place from season 29 stranded in Socotra we have Garrett who came in 14th place as well as Ty who came in third place he's our best placing returning player Uh, of course he only got one vote in the final three so he was not let's say the best competitor that season then from Stranded in Turks and Caicos season 32 we have Hannah who came in 15th place from Stranded in Morocco season 33 we have Jed who came in 15th place and Stephanie with one N who came in 12th place from Stranded in Kuril Islands, season 35, we have Aurora, who came in 13th place, and Wardog, who came in 17th place. And finally, from our latest season, Stranded in Tanzania, season 37, we have Elizabeth in 16th place, Jessica in 17th place, and Missy, who was removed in 13th place after uh, joining the jury. So that's our tribe. I think we should get into it one at a time. Needless to say, if you've listened to this list, you know that these are potentially, this is potentially one of our biggest train wreck tribes, uh, maybe in Stranded history. Very chaotic. And we'll detail exactly why if you're unaware of some of these players. So let's get right into it. Going in order, we'll start with 
Stephanie uh, with two N's. That's from Faroe Island. She's our oldest vet here uh, in terms of season. He is Uglier Betty. He's a 26-year-old male, but he's known to us as Stephanie with two N's. Stephanie is someone who in their original season, I would have considered, I would have brought back as an all-star. That's not to say she played an amazing game. She just had amazing drama. However, she went out early enough and hasn't returned since Faroe Island, which I think is like five or six years now, to the point where I think she fits this this theme better. I think she's a big enough train wreck to fit on this drive perfectly. I think it's like enough said in terms of train wreck potential that she has, I'll, I'll refer to Stephanie as she, sure. um, has voiced that if there are certain other people also in this game that they will quit the first night. Um, so we'll see if uh, that actually holds true. Yeah, um, not only are these players messy in their own right from players on their own season, but they have also encountered each other in random ways and have sorted history with one another. So the two Stephanies have beef from a separate server. And currently, I mean, I'm talking like yesterday, got into a very public fight on those servers uh, where Stephanie with two N's is uh, claiming that she would not play and would quit on day one if she's on a tribe with Stephanie with one N. So I, we'll see what happens. I think maybe empty threats. We'll find out. We have a uh, a list of people waiting by <laughs> should someone quit on day one because they hate the other people in the cast so much. Uh, yeah, um, I can speak from experience that Stephanie with two N's. What's her last name? We'll call her by her last name. Favor. Favor. Oh, I like that. Favor. UB. Um, yeah, she's fucking crazy. Or she was two years ago. Yeah, I really enjoy her brand of crazy, though. Like, I mean, uh, we're all a little crazy. She may be further on the crazy spectrum, but I enj- I've i always enjoyed... <laughs> well, maybe that's the wrong choice of words. I-, I don't know. I think, for me, it's always like a fun thing. Like, I- when she's in drama, usually it's self-deprecating and more like rants against television shows that are just highly entertaining to read. So I, I never had like a problem where I think uh, UB or Stephanie Favor is toxic necessarily. I just think that she's a dramatic person and entertaining. Yeah, she's very... She gets really animated about the stupidest things. It's very fun. <laughs> it, I mean, it's fun to interact with. At least for me. If I was in this game, I'd be having a, a blast. <laughs> it might not be fun for other people, though. So I'll read some quotes from her app. I am by simply existing because I am perpetually tightly wound and feel things so deeply, but I'm glad to have stripped away a lot of the personality and rebuilt a more authentic self over the last while. I'm going to X to doubt that. I don't think she's stripped away any personality. If anything, I think it's grown uh, bigger, judging by her recent actions on the server. Yeah, I think she's gotten more more sure about her brand of crazy. Yeah. She says, I replayed my boot round over and over. There's a lot I could have done. Uh, we almost turned it around for ourselves. Maybe if I'd taken a step back and actually assessed what was going on. She says, I have no qualms with being a threat or anything else. So I can't say I won't be a big face or HBIC or whatever. But the main difference is that I'll be approaching things in a more intentional and self-assured way. HBIC. I don't know about that. I'm just going to be myself, be a boss bitch and tear shit up going as far as I can. Whether that has me remembered as a villain, a game bot or crazy basket case, I can take any of it. I already had my first go around where I worried about how I came off. So this time, let's just see what happens. I love that. I also think, I don't know, in her season, she was a bit of a boss bitch. Like she led up an alliance, played an idol. Um, She wasn't terrible. I just think she was too much in the front. So I I don't see her correcting that. In, in, in yeah, fact, but I don't see her, you know, being the HBIC as compared to someone like, you know, Aurora or well, not Aurora, but like Missy. I don't see her being the alpha there. No, that's a fair point. I mean, she was an alpha with like brand new players where she was experienced in her first season. So I don't know. I, I, she'll definitely clash with people right off the bat. But I also think, you know. She is a very strong social player. I would be kind of surprised if she went first. Is it worth it to note her current feud with the other Stephanie? Yeah, we, we mentioned that when you were gone. Damn. I think, I, I mean, we all know Stephanie's going to gun for her hard. Uh, Stephanie with one N. I think what will be interesting is to see like how players like Elizabeth, you know, how they react to that and like Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, this whole tribe I mean, is I so messy. So I, I think so much of the the early game on this tribe is going to be people airing their grievances, and mm-hmm. it's going to be people having to pick side. Like we'll get to it later. Which Stephanie are you side are you on? Which side of the Elizabeth Missy side are you on? There's, There's a lot of feuds There's a lot of feuds that yeah. are going to come out, and it's going to it's it's not going to be like your usual social game early. Uh, yeah, I I mean you know that there are going to be at least four people who are hard gunning for someone else immediately so i don't know that we've had that i think in the past people kind of just lay low and let their enemies get shot at i don't think that's going to happen this season these people are going to come out hard for these people that are against them yeah so i'm not really worried about um favor getting really caught up in that unless she does go hard on stephanie dill so i can see her lasting a while at least as compared to the other people in feuds I think she'll she'll at least skate by for the round that she's in this tribe or whatever. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the next person on the list. That would be John Rocker, someone that Joaquin played with in season 27. He's one of our earliest boots tied with war dog and jessica this season at 17th place i honestly would say he's the earliest just because he's 17 but like i know it was only an 18 person season so his tribe and basically the first tribal council because i was not on rocker's tribe i was on the other tribe and we had like a like a mental health medevac as the first boot i will say and then really the first tribal council of the game was the first one that he left so he's he's basically a first boot yeah i think the best part i think the best thing going for john rocker is that he's going to not be a threat to anyone and he's very social whether I, I don't think he's someone that could win i think he's someone that could be dragged along as like a an easy vote and i think you know he's purely character like even on his season he went super early because people didn't really know how to deal with him here i think a big character like that that people don't take as a threat I think will do pretty well just in terms of placement, but I I mean, I think he has like final three goat written all over him, to be honest. I personally think the biggest thing he has going for him is that he doesn't have any beef with people who are active on the stranded server. Like he's shown up and he's been around for like the last month. So people know who he is. He hasn't been around enough or done anything so egregious that, you know, the Jesses, Aurora's, the people who are pretty active on the server have any reason to target him. Yeah, I mean, uh, it needs to be said, he he's crazy. He's legitimately kind of crazy. I don't know. He's the, like, is he is active. I also have been on Survivor Reddit as much as like I used to five years ago or whatever. But like, he is the count I'm John Rocker that like posts in John Rocker's character all over the Survivor Reddit. Like, that's him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's big anymore. I don't even know if he has that same account, but I do know on the server he's been active. I don't know if that's in preparation for this or just because he's bored. But I don't know. I, I think I think he'll do well because he's likable and people talk to him a lot. I could see him being an easy fodder boot, though. Like if he's in a minority alliance or people need to take shots, they're like, eh, nobody's playing an idol on Rocker. I don't know how well he'll do, but I, I'm sure he'll do better than second boot. What did his app say? Because is he like going full troll or is he going to like try? The thing about him is I don't think it's an act. I don't think it's a troll. I think that's just who he is because that's how he is 24-7 on the server. So, you know, his app was like... Um, he said it will be different, maybe not radically so. I still need to be sensitive and caring version of the funny walk a typewriter with my language, John Rocker. Again, it's mostly going to boil down to effort and not immediately putting people off to the shtick. I have to walk that way backwards. Self discipline is key. You know, he says it's a shtick. I don't know though, man. I, he's so bizarre that it can't totally be a shtick. No one's on 24-7 like that. Maybe I'm telling you right now, I, I'm guaranteeing this will happen. He will end up with Garrett. Like, this has Garrett loving him all over it. We can only dream. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, one thing going against uh, Rocker is that he said, I'm open to playing with anyone and everyone. The only thing I dread are uptight dweebs. The problem with that, I think, is that he definitely likes to lean into the shock value humor which we enjoy, but I think could rub people the wrong way, especially some of the newbies. And I think if he says the wrong thing to the wrong person, that could see him out uh, because of that. You know, I think it's very much like you enjoy him or he rubs you the wrong way. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think I think he's going to last longer than before the, than Indonesia, just because like people were saying <laughs> it would be hard been a not while. to. Uh, yeah, the people gunning for each other is going to be like the first couple rounds. I think after then, you're right that he's either going to be like a like a late pre-merge or someone who gets dragged along later. Yeah. I think that's all we could say about uh, The Rock. Let's go ahead and move on to... Let's not bury the lead. Let's go with Garrett from Socotra. Garrett is now 19. He's a male. I think he is actually 20. Let me see. Maybe he just had a birthday recently. If you don't know Garrett, Garrett is a stranded legend. Why is he on second chance? Because Garrett has played twice. His first season, he went out 14th. And his second season, he went out 23rd. <laughs> so Because he quit. he quit. Yeah, he quit. So Garrett's someone who's never done well in Stranded. And really, he's kind of a train wreck. Like... He's a really smart kid. He definitely plays ball to the wall. But if you've never seen Garrett play a game, you are in for a treat because he is fucking insane. And I don't say that lightly. Like when I put Garrett up there with Teresa as like some one of our biggest characters of all time, I mean that in that every second of watching Garrett is entertainment and just the wildest, most unexpected things you could possibly think of. Uh, he recently played in Excursion, Danny's new stranded spinoff, where he played with his twin brother in an amazing race game. And even in that, he managed to uh, keep every minute as unpredictable as the next. Yeah, I mean, what was it? They, since like round two, were basically, you know, coming up with reasons for other teams to hate them, dropping random ass clues in the middle of a leg so people would waste their time trying to figure them out. They were bargaining for people's money and then giving them like fake hints. The two of them were just having fun with it. And I feel like it's going to be the same way with Garrett here in the season where regardless of whether or not he's playing well, he's going to play to have fun. And that's going to be entertaining to watch. I don't know. I think he's cooled off a lot in the past uh, four years. I think I think he's still crazy, but I think it's more controlled. And I think he can pretty I think he'll be able to navigate well in this tribe. I don't I don't think he's going to be as big of a train wreck as we've seen from him. I think it's going to be I think he might actually do well in this tribe. Oh, I, I, if it's anything I need in this season, it's for Garrett to not be like an immediate boot. So in his application, we asked Will your game be different this time? He said, it has to be, right? If I'm playing again, it's not for another pre-merge placement. If I'm playing again, it's to win. He says his strategy is Garrett meets Sarah slash Nofo. Shout out to Nofo. Meets Boston Rob meets Sharla meets Teresa. He said, sure, let's throw Teresa in there since she was my original favorite stranded player of all time. And she got out pre-jury in her first season and then came back and dominated. That's what I want to do, to dominate. And maybe that's not a strategy, but that's as far as I've gotten. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know that that, that is, is iconic. That's so iconic. <laughs> you want to be like me? What the fuck? Yeah, that doesn't speak to your strategy. <laughs> That made absolutely no sense. Yeah, Nopo, he's chilled out. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, that does not scream uh, change to me. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound so good now that I hear that. Oops. Um, Maybe he will be the first boot. <laughs> the one thing that I do think he has going for him is that, you know, having somebody like Missy on this tribe who we'll talk about and having a couple other people who have pre-existing feuds coming into this season might give him just enough time to kind of like get his bearings and find a group of people to stick with. And I mean, now at this point, he's played enough stuff in the server and with enough people who are currently active in the stranded server that I think he could hopefully find a good alliance in this tribe. That's all we can hope for. I'll put it like this, because he's not exactly wrong when he compares himself to a Teresa, Sarah, where they, I mean, not so much you, Nofo, but definitely Teresa. And I would throw, this is a shout out that you guys may not know of, Scout from India was very much like a Teresa, a huge personality. And he was so, it, it was kind of like a Dan in Indonesia where, you know, everyone hated them in their season and they were such a huge target going into an all-stars. But there was this thing where everyone kind of wanted to play with them because they were like, you know, they were like the cool kids, right? They were the villain to, to be. Uh, everyone loved that they were like this huge part of stranded history. I could see that happening again here. Like everyone knows Garrett is over the top. They know he's going to pull some crazy shit. And I think people will want to be a part of that. So I think that could help him get through like the pre-merge here. I don't know if he, I mean, we all know how Garrett is. He takes any situation where he kind of gets his way out of for some reason and then he immediately shits it down the drain. So <laughs> I could totally see that happening again here, but 
I don't know. I mean, Garrett first time was 15. Now he's 19 or 20. You know, what was so weird about him back then is he would take the things we said to him in his interview, like perception is reality. And then he'd make those things his strategy. He would start lying and like telling people bullshit things, trying to make that the reality of the game. It was very strange. Garrett's just iconic. Like, I'm ready for the next Garrett Bucks. I'm ready for the next whatever crazy shit he pulls. He's got he's got to be really careful, though, just because through the games on the server, the people like particularly the Tanzania people. So like Elizabeth and Jessica, but he played with some of these other people and like shown some of his cards and like fucked some people over in games, which like it's a mini game. Like, who cares? But um, Jessica cares. Be wary about making him like a like a number one kind of person just because well, of his hijinks. I think his biggest feud is going to be with Jess. I think that's going to be the <laughs> rivalry that's in his way. Well, so let's so, so let's read what he said. He says in uh, who he wants to play with and who he dreads playing with. He'd like to play with someone like Gary or Hannah. Gary was considered for this, but Hannah will be in the cast. And then he says, I actually think they'd be much better for me than like five Tanzanians. And he says, as for dreading, I really think one of Allison or Jessica will be here, maybe even both. And that spells trouble for me in rematch i screwed them screwed them both over and excursion i really screwed them over plus they're like friendship goals so i think he he understands that and i think i actually think there will be a i think the tanzanians could be in trouble because there's three of them and there's no other season where there's that many players from that season so that you know they already have that target one of them will have to go right away i don't it's gonna be it's gonna be such a clusterfuck that tribe i we could not possibly predict who will go first on that tribe i mean it's that random and there are that many targets yeah the sad truth is it could be any of them so i don't know i mean i I really it's hard to predict how any of this will go but i do i do know he's going to be anti-tanzania that's for sure and they'll be probably anti-garrett i do think one of the best things that somebody could do in this game as far as like a hannah or a jed one of those more level-headed low-key players that's coming back this season i think a good idea would be for one of them to team up with garrett because he's going to be so wild and i think by latching themselves onto something like that i think that that'll help you know give them a little bit of credibility for being a part of the season while garrett's being crazy but they're not going to be targeted ahead of garrett right i think that i think garrett will make it through the first week hopefully fingers crossed because i think he's someone that people can work with like even though he's untrustworthy he's not difficult to work with he'll agree to a plan and you know he's kind of like a um you know he's a wild card but he's not someone who is someone that people will want out immediately like i think some of the other people on the tribe so anyway let's let's go ahead and move on to garrett's season mate this is going to be the true wild card of this tribe because no one will see this casting coming. And that's Ty, uh, who's played by Vicious. He is 28 years old. He was in Stranded in Socotra with Garrett. He's never been seen or heard from again, but he was one of my favorite people that season. He's the person I wanted to win. He's most known for... I don't remember him. He's most known for being the victim of Andrea's bullying. Of course, Yeah. he, he Julia, one of the members of that tribe, uh, said that he was bullying her and she told that to andrea in order she lied basically in order to try to stay in the game and andrea took that as a chance to make this big grandstand that ty was a terrible person and he was this bully that everyone needed to get out and the whole thing was a lie so that carried on through the final trouble council and he ended up only getting one vote so ty is someone who i really liked he was a good player i think a, a very likable guy and i think he just got screwed by andrea's bullshit that season so he's someone who, who truly deserves a second Second chance. He's someone I've wanted back for a while. I'm interested to see how he does. I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe the circumstance of that season was different and he won't be interesting here. I don't know. But I think it's important to have someone like that in this season because we're, it's full of people who all know each other and kind of know what to expect from him. I think it's good to have a wild card in a second chance cast, you know? Yeah, I actually, I do prior to like all the shenanigans and everything, I do actually remember him being like a pretty good social and someone who, who was like an actual threat to win. I think most people will just see the third place one vote goat kind of thing and probably underestimate him but yeah i do know he's still in gaming so that does give him a little bit of an edge i'm sure he's not playing stranded level games anymore but he says he's dreading to play against garrett because he was crazy (laughs) surprise he also said he was dreading to play against andrea she won't be here but 
It'd be fun to see him with Garrett again. I actually think those two guys could possibly come together just from, you know, only knowing Garrett really of all these people. And, you know, I think he's someone who makes moves. I do remember that. He's not shy about getting his hands dirty, and we love to see that. So I don't I think Ty might surprise us. He's not someone who's high on our list that we're most looking forward to seeing, but he's certainly someone that I have high hopes for. Yeah, I don't think there's like a whole lot to talk about here just because I mean, his season, we covered it, and he hasn't really been around otherwise. Right. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on from uh, season 32, Turks and Caicos, Danny's season. We have Hannah, who came in 15th place. Of course, Hannah has been in the community r- really for a long time now since her season, but has been a big part of the community. She's also played in Isolated, where she came in fifth place, I believe. And she's played in countless online games. She was in 15th place in Turks and Caicos. She was pre-merged, so she definitely fits this particular theme. Her application was terrible, though, like for this season, even. It was very emo, what would expect from Hannah, to be frank. (laughs) But I can say... Eeyore. Yeah, Eeyore. I can say in Isolated, she was super entertaining because she was very aggressive socially terrible won a lot of challenges and like just a very aggressive entertaining game i don't think she can win because of that i don't know if that's what she takes into this game but i'm here for it if she does and interestingly enough we know she has serious problems with stephanie with one n from morocco uh those two do not get along at all they hate one another so that's going to be another person gunning for stephanie and another person stephanie is gunning for not looking great for morocco stephanie just based off of that. Yeah, you know, I'm actually excited to have Hannah back. I think that in her season of Stranded, our season, I never played with her, but she kind of got screwed. That was the weird vote with like the Ryan and Chrissy and Gary kind of coming together out of nowhere and Adam and Zeke being caught with the tails between their legs. And I think she kind of got screwed there. But, you know, after her run in ISO, I think she realizes that she has a decent head for the strategy of these games. I don't think, like you said, I don't think she has the best social uh, record here. But I feel like in this cast with these people, she'll be a power player on that tribe if she doesn't just get taken out right away by Stephanie. Yeah, I think she has the best chance there of really going deep and doing well in this game if she does not get caught up in the idea of this feud is as long as she doesn't play into Stephanie Dill, I think she's golden. I don't think anyone will try to take her out. Well, we do know in Isolated, she went hard for Tiffany, like really hard because she thought it was Stephanie. And it was originally Stephanie, but she got replaced. So that doesn't bode well for that theory. And she even says in her app, is Stephanie here? That's not cool. We don't communicate well. She did say Garrett's probably here, I hope. He's cool. So she'll probably work with Garrett. That'd be a good pairing for her, I think. (laughs) This is not going to get her fans uh, with the listeners, but she says, I hope Rachel's here so she can be pre-merge again. Oof. Oh no! <laughs> I I kind of love this like the the snark to go after someone like widely more liked than her. <laughs> oh my god! I I love bitchy Hannah. Like to be honest with like in isolated, uh, she played Meech and she was kind of like a super villain, which I live for. So I could see that happening here again, where she just gives zero fucks and targets people. <laughs> isn't very social and goes after people's favorites just because I'm kind of here for that. If she gives us another uh, Tim, you're just jealous of me level speech, the casting will be worth it. You got to figure she has to, especially with these people that she does not get along with. (laughs) Like that's going to happen. I could also see just the fact that, you know, she has Steph back in the season who she doesn't have the greatest track record with. And since she's kind of, you know, at times just a little bit bitchy, I could see her being one of the people off of this tribe who decides to work with the fans and really play that angle. And I think that she's savvy enough in these kinds of games to be able to make that jump and not just rely on her initial tribe. So I could see that for her. And I think I'd like that arc for her character. Yeah. One thing against Hannah this season is that she has she said that she is excited to play again, but it's not the best timing. She doesn't have as much free time as she used to uh, because school started. So I don't know. Maybe she falls into an inactivity. She's already not the best socially. So she could be an early boot because of that. But I kind of hope for the best. 
I think as long as she levels with people early, like she's open ID, people who know who she is. Like if she's like, hey, I'm going to be at school for the next eight hours. If I'm not replying to you, like it's because I'm at school. It's not that I'm ignoring you. As long as she is upfront about it, I don't think it should be an issue. The question is, is she going to have the, you know, the foresight to be able to level with people early that she's not going to be as available so that they don't think she's ignoring her and working with other people. Yeah, I would agree with that. Any other final thoughts on Hannah? No, I agree with Nofo. I think just like my ahead of time, my like of people on this tribe who I think have like a, an actual non-zero chance of making it deep, like deep. I think she's probably top three on there. And I say that as someone who's generally not like a huge fan of Hannah's game, gameplay. Yeah, um, it's a low but... bar on this drive. <laughs> I mean, she's the best of the worst, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, no shade to Hannah. I mean, look, she played against some of the best players in Isolated, so, and she did very well, so. Well, I'm not saying she's awful. I'm just saying, you know, compared to, to you know, the rest of the level of the cast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's for sure. I'm excited to see Hannah back. I think it's it's overdue for her to be back in Stranded. All right, let's move on to, we're going to get into the Moroccans. Let's start off with Jed, since he went earlier. Jed, of course, originally from Isolated 3 in Stranded. My he came baby. Originally, he came in, uh, I think, is, is he a 17th place? He's a 15th place. Same as Hannah in Morocco. Um, and he was like 7th in ISO. 6th, probably. Yeah, he did pretty well in Isolated, and he was kind of... I'm pretty sure he was idled out, but by his own doing uh, in Morocco. Yeah, no, that was... Steph, Steph fucked him over. Well, but he uh, told... She, he tipped her off so that she would play an idol, and then it ended up with him going home. So really, it was his own doing. If he had just shut up... Yeah, it was it was the the pinnacle of Morocco to say the least, uh, which is not great. But that tribal council is awesome. So basically, Jed tips off Stephanie that she should play her idol. She plays it on herself, and then the vote bounces back onto Jed. Up until that point, Jed was in a fantastic position. I think he was poised to do very well that season, and probably some of Ziggy's only competition. So you know, he's been waiting very anxiously to get back in. And when I first brought this up, he was extremely eager to play. So I expect great things from Jed. I think he's going to go hard at this, and I think that that will benefit him. His application was long, just to give you a point. I mean, he's really waiting for this. He says, uh, like I said, if I get to play, this is likely the last org I play. So you better believe that this time around, I'm only looking out for myself and doing everything I can to survive. I just want a chance to play. I know I can. I was out of Morocco as soon as the game started heating up. I really like Jed. I think he's got a great story here. His his strength is the same as his weakness. His weakness is that he's not the best social player, but that's also his strength because he's not the one people will be targeting instantly. So he's someone who can slip through, and he's very good at uh, strategy. I think Jed's one to look out for here. Yeah, I think that's going to be his strength, that he's um, someone who just, you know, he lays back. He's not going to be gathering the most attention of other people in the cast. He's someone who can probably sneak through um, throughout like this, the week of turmoil or whatever is going on with, you know, all these feuds. I don't I don't think he's in danger of being the first boot like uh, like most of these other people are. I've played with him. Danny has played with him in some other game. Um, it seems like one of like the recurring strategies he's used in other games since is he tends to want to be the quote chill person in like a crazy person three personal lines. Where like like there's two kind of figurehead batshit people, and then he's like the third person there along for the mm-hmm. ride, and he's able to vibe, and the target's totally off of him. Well, that's what he did in Isolated and in Morocco. That, yeah, so that, that that's exactly what his MO is. And what has bitten him has been when working with people like that comes with its pros and its cons. Its pros being that like it, it keeps the heat off you, but also you have, you get some of that heat if they like pull bullshit. So like Stephanie playing an idol or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, he's, he's very I, much... But, the crony to the crazy people. And there are pl- cr- plenty of crazy people for him to choose from this season. But that's what I'm saying. I th- think that's a, that role is going to suit him perfectly on this tribe because there's there's so many people to choose from that he can kind of just pick whatever he wants and people will buy. If you're one of those batshit people, which I have played as one of those batshit people, he's very easy to get along with. He's a good enabler. 
Yeah, it's interesting. He mentioned, uh, Stephanie mentioned him in her application. Uh, she's looking forward to playing with Jed. She assumes he'll be here. He will be here. His application, he lists her as one of the people he'd be less enthused to see. He says, I'd be very, very, very conflicted on what to do with her. Do I try to play with her because she's supposedly loyal to me? I like the supposedly. Then he says, or do I get rid of her ASAP before she potentially tanks my game? And what is the fallout of that? Will she he be personally immediately cut her? Yeah, well, he says, will she be personally hurt by that? And if she is, do I care? Oof, not looking good for, <laughs> not looking good for Stephanie. I fucking love that. That's so good. <laughs> not looking great for her. So to give everyone a backstory, of course, Jed and Stephanie were very close in Stranded and shortly thereafter. And then I think they kind of drifted apart. Um, she says they're still friends. I think he's a little more wary of her. And I think that that's going to play out in front of us, which will be very entertaining. I don't know if he's already talking about like cutting her immediately. I think if you uh, be the other Stephanie and Hannah get together and say, let's get rid of Stephanie. I don't think Jed's going to be like, oh, let's you know, I think he's going to be like, you know, let me just sit back and throw my vote away. You know, I think Jed's biggest downfall will be if he decides to get back together with Steph, because she is going to be the center of a lot of attention. People aren't going to like her. We've seen that happen in every other game she's played. Like, I just think that's a very bad chance for him. And I think his best bet isn't necessarily to be like, I want to target Stephanie, but he cannot be the person trying to save her. Like, as soon as he makes any move to try and keep her around, like he's going to be just grouped in with her they played on the same season people are going to know that people are going to know their history in this cast like he just he needs to be as far away from her as possible in my opinion we're going to get into it when we get into some of the career people but i mean there are a lot of similar game styles here i think jed war dog garrett rocker aurora i think all of those people could very likely get along very well and i think you know that could be jed's escape from like a stephanie now whether they use that as an extra vote i don't know but you know i i think stephanie's stephanie's in trouble on this drive She's stuck with a lot of people who do not like her and she does not like them. So we'll see. Any other thoughts on Jed before we get into Stephanie? I would really like to see him do well. Like if there's somebody that I want to win this season, excuse my dog squeaking in the background. <laughs> if there's somebody that I want to win this season, I would love to see Jed win. Like if it's going to be somebody off this tribe, I want it to be Jed. I don't necessarily know if he stands the best chance, but that's where my heart is. I think Jed goes deep here. I don't know if he wins, but I think he goes deep or, you know, like what Joaquin was saying, it's kind of the Abby Maria situation. You know, you live by Abby Maria or you die by it. You know, if if you're going to use her as a shield, you got to know that's kind of wild card. I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of, I think he's going to do really, really well here. And I, I'm highest on him in terms of like game winning stock out of everybody. I think changing even after you like read his app, just cause I think maybe where he was like a little too content being the, the enabler, maybe he's going to get a little more creative here because he, he wants to like leave an him. Like when people are desperate to leave an impact, either they, flame out super early from overdoing it or they will like get creative and i think he can get creative um like if he starts like flipping on people people are not gonna expect that here's the issue though he's not someone you want to win he's not someone you can root for like that is true he's definitely he's very much a villain no what's gonna happen is he's gonna be in he's gonna make it to like to the end game and he's he's gonna be with a lot of people more interesting than him and that's going to be it, it's not going to be an issue for him it's just going to be an issue where are we going to want him to win well that's and true are we going to be disappointed i think one of the problems for jed is that he gets along really well with the people on his cast and i think he would be somebody that if he makes it there and can fight his way to the end they would be excited to see win He's not going to be somebody that we as viewers are like, oh, wow, Jed played the most exciting game. Like, he's the dream winner off this season. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, I like him. I, I like him as a person. It's just. That's yeah, I just I think that's one of the things is player. He's not a very big player, but he's somebody that the people on the cast would feel good voting for, you know, like Aaron. Yeah. You know, not our pick, but. Yeah. And, you know, he'll be my pick. He definitely has. a He has really high stock going into this. I think I think he could 
have a good game here. Yeah, I actually think, you know, if we're if we're listing this tribe, I think I think Jed's at the, at the top strategically, frankly. But let's get into someone who is not at the top and was also on his season and in an alliance with him. And also the reason he went home. Stephanie, who came in 12th place, she then played in Australia where she came in 20th place, mostly due to, to uh, a trip she had to take. But Stephanie, this is not going to be a good season for Stephanie, I don't think. Nebraska think, was not the reason she went you know, home. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. Oh, there are three people are talking who are on this podcast besides you, Pooty, are the reason she went home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I let me start off by saying I actually really like Stephanie. I think she's very likable. The problem with Stephanie is that she has the same uh, unlikability uh, with a lot of people. So you either really like Stephanie or you really dislike Stephanie. And she kind of switches on you from time to time. So, you know, depending on the time of year um, or what, you know, happened recently, you could really like Stephanie or really dislike Stephanie. It's kind of an either or situation. Unfortunately for Stephanie, she's on tribe with at least three people who really don't like her. You know, I think that's that's enough to where that's enough numbers for people to get together and be like, let's just get rid of her. Um, and that's an easy boot. I think what's going to benefit Stephanie is that there are a lot of other targets that people could want out. You know, I think one of them, her saving grace may be Missy on this tribe, which is insane, but it's there. Or Jessica. I think both those people rub people the wrong way and have enough of a big target to where maybe they overlook Stephanie as the first boot. And maybe if she can get past the first boot, she can do something. That's kind of her only hope here because she's not starting out great. Um, The other thing Stephanie's got going for, at least, is that she does have good friends on the tribe. As we just said, Jed might want to cut her, but at least, you know, she's got some connection with Jed. She's been around the server with Garrett, with Rocker, with Elizabeth, you know, Aurora. So she she does have connections she could work with and maybe enough to where people are like, you know, let's just go for an easier boot. Maybe she has enough friends where people are like, it's not worth trying to get together the numbers against her. Stephanie is definitely going to be one of the people to look out for on this early trot because she's the center of the drama here. Whether she wants to be or not, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't give her a chance of going super deep, but I do think she can make a little run of it if she can get out of this tribe with these people that really dislike her. I have a couple predictions for Stephanie right off, right out of the gate. I think she's either going to go. I either think she's going to lean into her kind of reputation and she's either going to fight people or she's going to go the opposite end and she's going to pretend she's to be a saint. She's going to, you know, she's going to be budding up to people and, you know, acting so sweet. Like she's their best friend. Cause she does yeah. it to people in the server. Like, like she'll, like she'll fight you. And then a couple weeks later, she'll come up to you. Like your best friends, like you've never fought uh, before yeah. in the world. And she's very good at that, but to be fair. And I actually think both of those things will happen. I think immediately she will get into a, very public fight probably with the other stephanie and i think a majority of the tribe is going to be people trying to decide which side to take or if they keep both of them in to keep the drama or if they just get rid of step you know so i I think that's going to happen i think she'll get into some kind of public fight probably with stephanie or jessica or (laughs) hannah there's a couple of people here that it could happen with but you know stephanie's strength is uh, you know when that happens she kind of gathers the troops behind the behind the scenes and um gets her army together and if that's what's going to happen early on that could be an edge for her yeah and if she gets voted out she'll be you know rallying the troops (laughs) anyway from beyond the grave (laughs) i do think another thing that stephanie has going for her is that she's not one of those people who gets shaken by fights i think there are some people that when they play games like they'll get in an argument with another player and then they are just like they can't approach that player again Mm. they get so worried they're so nervous i think one thing that steph does have going for her is even if she does get in that public fight she isn't going to let that stop her from you know exploring all of her options we saw it in morocco she knew everybody hated her at that merge and she still you know fought to stay and i think that it's probably the best aspect of her game i agree with pooty i don't see her making it super deep but i think 
you know, if she can really push the envelope that first weekend and find a way to keep the target off herself, I think she'll make it at least deep into the pre-merge. Yeah, there is another world where she can play the victim out of it, too. Like, if Yubi comes, uh, the other Stephanie, comes out of the gate hard at her, you know, there's a way for her to be like, look, this this chick is crazy. And that may work. You know, it could be a, I don't know. We saw it in Isolated where Flick and Reem had this big rivalry. That's the exact analogy I was going to draw is if there's an early swap and people come after her first, but she survives because Missy goes or whatever. Um, she can be, she can pull a flick and be like, they all came after me. I don't want anything to do with this tribe. They all hate me. I'm playing with the newbies and people would want to scoop her up. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, uh, like I said, it, this is not a situation where, you know, Stephanie's on a tribe with a bunch of solid players. This is like Stephanie's on a tribe with a bunch of wild cards. And yeah, a couple of them might hate her, but there are plenty of other people that are hated on this tribe. So this is probably her best shot of making it out of an open ID all-star situation, right? Well, let's go ahead and move on to a person that she might get along with. From Kuril Islands, we have Aurora, who came in 13th place, one of our highest placing returnees. Aurora is a 30-year-old, 34-year-old female, is, is a soccer coach um, on her downtime. She's also a... She says that um, she wants... This time she wants to play differently by looking to align with players like Reem instead of positioning myself against her. Call her a meat shield if you want. She says, I need to find my niche with some fish just a, a bit bigger than me. But Stephanie and I have not gotten along in the past. She's another person mentioning Stephanie. She says, however, we did bond over the movie night where she picked Carol. She says, lesbians unite. They're both lesbians. Uh, she said, not sure how uh, she'd be willing to trust me, but I would certainly be cautious with her. So I think, you know, I think that they could actually work together. She says, as Aurora, I will still be the entitled bitch, divorce lawyer, bitter at life angle, but hopefully I can make it fun to watch. And you will all know I can't shake the competitive nature. So that will be there whether you want it or not. Let's go. Aurora's one of my, she's number two on this tribe for me after Jed. Um, I think Aurora stands a great shot of doing well because she's very good socially. She was a little bit awkward. She was very awkward in Kirill, but I think too, um, you know, that was a weird time in her life apparently. And since then on the server, she's been extremely likable, very easy to get along with. Uh, I think she's got a great head on her shoulders. And I think she knows what not to do in a game. So I actually think Aurora could do very well here. Um, and I'm excited to see her play again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, the role she played in uh, um, Coral Islands, I think they'll they'll suit her well here. You know, quiet, but not not doing nothing. Like she she had a big person. She well, no, but she I don't know. So, I so think she's good. Aurora was part of the um Reem and Michelle I'm just duo. struggling with how to describe her and she kind of went rogue and tried to go against Reem you know she's someone who I think she plays level-headed up until a point and then hits like a competitive wall and wants to do something yeah. you know yeah that's the point part where I was struggling how to describe well, she was also hella paranoid. Like, wasn't that um, they went into the merge and like Maddie just played Reem and Aurora against each other being like, oh, Aurora wants you out. Reem wants you out. And then That's Aurora true. got so nervous because they weren't initially together on that women's tribe. But like, realistically, they should have been working together at the merge. And it's just like she's somebody that I think will fall prey to any sort of like a little spat in the beginning. I feel like in her original season, when she got to the merge, those little things built up and, you know, she wasn't able to let go of them. And so I think what will be mm -hmm. interesting to see is if she can learn from that and be like, OK, so, yeah, maybe on the favorites tribe or the returnee tribe, somebody might screw her over in the first vote or lie to her about something small. But that doesn't mean later on in the game she can't work with them. That's what I'm going to be looking for from her. And then also just, you know, can she keep her paranoia in check? Yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to say is that she'll be doing well for a while. She'll be she'll be laying low and then someone someone will make her nervous and she'll get in her own way and get herself in trouble. Yeah, I think also pre-merge, um, she had that thing with Susie when she was on the drive with them where she almost blew that too out of paranoia. So I think, you know, Aurora's worst enemy is Aurora. Uh, if she could keep it together and be confident, I think she could do really well. But I don't know that she has the experience to do that. I do think she's she's a, a, a solid player. Let's put it that way. We'll see if this time she can be a little more confident. I think that will be key. Um, I think that's all I have to say about Aurora. I'll be interested to see how she plays with Stephanie. I'll be interested to see how she plays with uh, the next person on this list. 
who is War Dog. I think War Dog is, out, uh, along with Rocker, maybe our other big, and Ty, our big question mark, because uh, War Dog went very early in his season. He's That's very, a very big reputation. Very controversial character. Big troll. So he was 17th place, so he's tied with Jessica and Rocker for worst placement. Yeah, he's someone who is kind of difficult to get along with. He's he's known for being a troll. He's a wild card here. I, he is one of the people who's more excited to play again, though. Um, so I think that does help. So we'll see. Did, did any of you guys have experience playing with War Dog? I didn't play with him, but I watched a season that he played on um, on an NDIM game where he was kind of in like a scrappy underdog situation, but the viewers lounge really didn't like him because he was one of those people that uh, thought he knew everything was going on and thought he was running the game, but really was just kind of like, you know, not super involved with what was going on. But he was definitely a big character. And I think we were robbed of that in Curl with his blind side. Like it was a good move and it was exciting to see the women of the tribe finally come together and pull something off. But I think he's one of those people that I really would have liked to see uh, his personality more as we got deeper into the game. He flirted with me a couple of years ago in the r slash survivor <laughs> server. I don't know if he has any enemies necessarily. I mean, maybe Aurora, but I don't think she was even on a tribe with him. So I think he should be okay here. He says in his app, his strategy this season is to be so bloody likable, but maybe not be as aggressively good on the pre-merge challenges. Probably a mistake. He says, maybe I'll be more outwardly evil and controlling. I don't know. But something just didn't click last time and I'll do whatever it takes not to fail again. I don't know that lovable is going to work out for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think what he needs is just to have a solid ally. Like his problem with that game was that, you know, that men's tribe didn't go to tribal for those first three or four rounds. He had no like real solid relationships. So when they swapped and, you know, I think it was, um, was it Charlie or was it, uh, I think it was Charlie or Ron. One of the two of them decided to flip on War Dog because they were just feeling a little that skittish. Sounds like Ron. Yeah, he had no real reason to distrust Ron or anyone at that first vote. And so it was it was kind of out of left field for him because they had no real reason to be bonded at that point, you know? And I think that if he can find one or two solid allies here in those first couple rounds over that first opening weekend, I think he could be really dangerous. Yeah, I think. And, you know, I spoke about this a little bit, but I think this tribe is full of people that he would get along with really well. I think he'd get along with Garrett. I think he'd get along with Rocker, Jed, um, maybe even Stephanie. So, you know, I think he's, he stands a good shot. I, I, I would be shocked if he was first out. I don't think he's the biggest target. I think he could be an easy boot for a tribe that is in trouble maybe later. But I think he stands a pretty good shot here, actually. In terms of like returning tribes, I think this tribe was made for War Dog. His, war, his thing is that whatever game he's playing, uh, it's his reputation precedes him. Um, and it's him just trying to shake that. And this is a group of people that probably could give a shit about that. They have a much bigger fish to fry, I think. Yeah, this this is like the ideal situation for him because what he used to be, nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, I mean, who knows him here? Maybe Hannah, you know, uh, and and Aurora, but they don't. I don't think that they're like, oh, they're trouble to you know to the point of targeting him. So I, I think he he stands a shot of doing well. I don't. I wouldn't put him at like the Jed, uh, Aurora, or Ty level of doing well, but I think he certainly could surprise us. You know, I would take him over Aurora personally. Although I I didn't get the time. I'm I'm not as high on the Aurora train. The rest of y'all are. Well, that's fair. Um, I think Aurora's just someone I like, so I'm rooting for her. You know, I I find her pretty meh, but. Um... <laughs> And she'll probably hear that, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. This is like a, I think this is a good opportunity for him. Um, the interesting thing will be to see like how he interacts with like the like newbies, especially since I think like one of the two, two of the newbies have like played with him years ago. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he like interacts with like that kind of, or if people like look him up or something. I don't know. Okay. So let's get into our final three players of the season. It's always fun when people come back to back seasons into a returning situation. This season, we have three from Tanzania, Elizabeth, Jessica, 
and Missy. Uh, let's talk about Elizabeth and Jessica first. Elizabeth, of course, huge fan favorite. I think that's going to hurt her here. I think people, as Hannah said, might want to see her get out early again just because they know she's good and she kind of got fucked over in Tanzania. So I could see Elizabeth getting a target pre-merge again, unfortunately. Of course, we hope for her to do well, but she's definitely in like that Rupert Malcolm role of like the favorite going into a second chance season. And it just doesn't bode well that she's on a tribe with like two other Tanzanians when everyone else only has like one person from their season. What I think might be... uh... Yeah, I, I don't see her winning just because I, I think that the returning players are going to be way too wary of her. I think the thing that could be her saving grace, actually, is the fact that she's probably going to fight with Missy to start it off. Like, the fact that there's going to be public her versus Missy, my guess, and we will get into this, my guess is people will probably take Elizabeth's side on that, which will buy her some time. And with the Malcolm role is a huge threat for people that have watched Malcolm on TV. I think it's hard to convey to newbies, uh, oh, this person, it's their second chance, but actually they're this amazing player. That's like a hard thing to get through. So I think she could like work magic on like the newbies. So I think there, there's more of an opportunity there than you're, th- than you're thinking. Oh, no, definitely. And, and you know, I mean, uh, it's no shock. She's a great player from Tanzania. I mean, that that was a shock then. But now we know, like, she's certainly capable of having people like her forming a very solid base of people who will fight for her. And I think that will do well. I think she's someone who uh, stands the best chance of getting in with the newbies because of that. It's really just going to be a matter of a lot of people seeing her threat now. And that being fresh on everyone's mind because she's just coming out of a season where she was fucked over. So, you know, we'll see. I think it's worth just talking about all the Tanzanians at once. If we get into Jessica, Jessica is a fucking train wreck. We knew that from her first season, but it's like gotten worse, I think, instead of better. I kind of thought, you know, maybe she was an aggressive player in her season. She went hard, uh, made an idle mistake and got fucked over. I actually think now it's tipped over into like uh, obsession territory where (laughs) it might have even been better had she just immediately gone into another season. But now she's playing like a ton of mini games. She's kind of hyped herself into believing she's a great player now, even though uh, that's like a false sense of reality because Discord games are not stranded. She uh, she nominated her getting blindsided for the best move of the year at the Strandies because how insane was it that they were able to blindside her with an idol? Yeah, Jessica... I'm going to say it. I think Jessica has gone 5150. I think she has lost her mind because of Stranded. I think she has looked forward to this way too much. She's built it up way too much in her head. And I think it's already started to ruin her game a bit. Some insider tea. We caught her pre-gaming pretty hard. So we think. So, you know, she's pretty obvious about Elizabeth that way. I mean, even on the server, uh, anyone paying attention knows like she's kind of hinting at it. So, uh, of course, we're here for the train wreck and we want to see Jessica again. But, you know, we we had Chelsea in consideration for this season. But then we thought, you know, Chelsea and Elizabeth are very close. Chelsea and Jessica are very close. Let's cut off that whole threesome from the knees, because the last thing we want is a group steamrolling the season. So to make it a little bit more fair, since the Tanzanians will have more representation than the other seasons, uh, we decided to throw in Missy, who is a very controversial choice because, of course, Missy was removed from jury for uh, cheating. So that entire season does not like Missy. They've been incredibly vocal about that. Jessica in particular has been pretty vocal about that. Um, So was Rachel, obviously. (laughs) We all know. Hashtag fuck Missy was started by Rachel. I think this is I think Jessica is already fucking herself over because she's made it so obvious that she's pre-gaming and who with. And I think if we know about it, other people have to know about it, too. Oh, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who are going to be on this season who have either gotten a DM or have some sort of idea that Jessica is coming back. And I think there's a couple of them that are going to be able to plan around it, especially I don't know exactly what, you know, Stephanie and Hannah's relationships are with the new Tanzania people. I don't necessarily think they're super close, but I think both of those are people that would be a little turned off to know that somebody's trying to pregame before the season starts. Well, not that they aren't pregaming, 
but that they know that somebody coming in is pre-gaming and maybe not including them in their plans. Yeah. And, and we all, I know Stephanie's not a Jessica fan. Uh, I think they've even gotten into it on the server. I know she's gotten into it with Allison, who's very close to Jessica. So Stephanie is probably not high on Jessica's list and vice versa. Jessica, I think, could be in trouble on this tribe just for how aggressive she's been playing and pre-gaming and... Uh, she's a Tanzanian and she's crazy. So if she's fighting with Missy in public um, and fighting with Stephanie and, you know, talking to everybody and overplaying very hard, she could screw herself immediately out of the game. I'm here for yeah, it. Uh, I think I think there is a um, a very non-zero chance that she is first. Boot. <laughs> hmm. No foe. No foes. AFK. Um, what did you ask me? <laughs> Thoughts on Jessica? Um, I don't have any. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I think Jessica, I don't think stands a great shot here. I think she's a huge pre-merge potential. Definitely going to overplay. I could be wrong, and I will apologize and hold my hands up as being wrong, but everything I've seen pre-merge with Rematch and her other orgs and just how aggressive and over-the-top she is on the server and how much she's built this up in her head. I don't think this is going to go Jessica's way. I feel bad for her because I know how much she cares about it, but um, it ain't looking good. I think the worst thing for her game is that she went and started to play Discord games and won one. And so I think she's <laughs> going to come into this with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. I, I honestly think if she hadn't played any games after Stranded, like uh, Survivor Orgs, and came back to play this one, I think she would do a lot better. But I think she's going to come with, with a little bit of a big head. I totally agree with that. I think she has... I think she's going to burn out in Stranded, and I think it's going to be bad. I'm actually a little bit worried about Jessica uh, sanity-wise, because she's so hyped about this, and I don't think it's going to go well. But anyway, lastly, we have Missy, uh, our last-minute edition, based off of just trying to throw a cog in the works. I think Missy is someone that no one will be expecting. I think Missy is someone no one will be excited to see. I think, in fact, it's going to piss a lot of people off that she's there. So Missy is someone who could give Stephanie a run for her money as first boot on this tribe, uh, along with, you know, the other Stephanie and a lot of these guys, Garrett and some of the other bigger targets. I don't know. I, I really just like the more I thought about it, the more I decided, you know, fuck it. Let's throw Missy in because this is a season about second chances. She's someone who the entire cast hated and frankly has been kind of hypocritical about considering that they are kind of pre-gaming now. Shade intended. I think, you know, let's let's give her another shot. Let's see if she uh, can redeem herself after that. Uh, we all know she really wanted the win. She really went insane out there. This is a tribe full of people who failed hard. This is the perfect time for her to have a second chance. What do we think? It's con it's controversial because she cheated. Do cheaters deserve a second chance? Probably not. But, you know, let's highlight that. Let's see. Let's let the players decide. I think the thing that Missy has going for her in this season is one, she's going to be playing open ID and the people that she knows and is going to be starting on a tribe with are also going to be open ID. So there's no, you know, there's no gray area of accidentally adding somebody as a friend on Facebook and not knowing they were in the game, you know? Like, we're removing that variable. So now we're going in. Everyone on the hosting team is going to be watching and we're going to know what to look for. And if there's any funny business, we know what to do. But I think that putting her in here not only adds a little bit of a bump for the other people in Tanzania who are outnumbering the rest of the cast, but I also think it gives Missy a chance at redemption, which I think could be fun if she's able to make it through the pre-merge like iconic. Yeah, we'll just have to watch out for her adding anyone by the name of Country Christian Boy. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, we'll talk about the newbies. We got some great uh, train wreck potential there, too. Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to keep a close eye on these guys. We may even lock down lurking a little bit to prevent some of this. Uh, fuckery that we saw last season. I think these guys have enough train wreck going on to where I don't even know if cheating will help them because, uh, frankly, this is such a train, a clusterfuck. I will go on record saying this tribe in particular may be the biggest clusterfuck we have assembled in stranded history. <laughs> so uh, buckle up. I, I don't know if it's going to be a headache for me personally. I don't know if it'll be super entertaining and something awesome that we'll want to recreate. Uh, maybe both. 
we'll see. Typically, the less the less fun I'm having hosting, uh, the more entertaining it is uh, from a viewing perspective because they're difficult to handle. Very true. I mean, here's the thing. We know that Missy's going to play hard. We know she's going to go for idols and advantages. We know she's not afraid to flip on her allies and make illogical moves that are fun to watch. Like, at the very least, we're going to get something exciting out of her however long she's in the game. Yeah. So to wrap it up, I guess, let's just predict the first boot. Did we talk about Elizabeth? A little bit. We can talk about it a little bit more. Uh, Elizabeth, I, you know, I, I said she has a huge target, and I don't know if she can overcome that, but I do think she'll get along with the newbies very well. Okay. Maybe I was, I just missed when we talked about it. I Yeah, I was getting a cup of tea, so... I didn't get to talk about Elizabeth. Well, tell tell what you think uh, of Elizabeth this season. I don't know. I think she has a good chance. Um, I like her. I, she's a really fun person. I think, you know, I think she's going to do really well getting along with the newbies. Danny? I think that's where she'll shine is when she swaps and is able to make those connections with new players. She's one of our favorites that we found in 2020. I definitely think that she deserves this chance after the way Tanzania went. Um, I'm really, really hoping she can make it to the merge this time and we can see what she can do in that second half of the game. If she doesn't make it there, she'll be the most iconic three time pre-merger. Unless (laughs) Garrett also leaves (laughs) pre-merge. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, are Garrett and Elizabeth fighting for the most iconic three pre three time pre-merger? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I do love that Hannah's like, let's it'd be funny if she got out early again. I could totally see her like squashing Elizabeth and everyone hating her. Um, How many times has Katie been on the pre-merge? Just one, right? Who's Katie? The six timer. Oh, 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 oh. So you're talking about Kath, and I was like, why are you calling her Katie? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Katie? Oh, I, 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 at least twice. Okay, anyway, that was a joke. You don't have to answer it. Yeah, you're really gonna trust. You're really gonna test my memory like that during this podcast. No, uh, Elizabeth's something that everybody. She's someone everyone wants to do well. Finally, she deserves it. She got fucked over last time, but that that's not always what happens. So you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. I think. This is not a season full of people that are necessarily threats to her, but um, she is a threat to them and they know that. So that could be very bad for her. That's where I worry. I think, you know, sure, she's very likable. She has uh, a a good amount of friends in this this veteran group, and she's certainly very likable and open, I think, to working with newbies. So I think that she could do well there. It's just that she is good. And I think people know that now. So we'll see. I, I have high hopes. I really want her to at least make merge this time. But, you know, Strand is a cruel game. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And uh, just because we want it and just because she deserves it don't mean it's going to happen. We'll host a summoning circle and get her some good juju. <laughs> yeah, I you know, the only thing I love more than someone we root for is a really good villain. And I think, you know, Elizabeth getting crushed pre-merge last time created an epic villain in Missy. So, you know, could we see that again? Could Hannah step into that role? Um, certainly. Whoever does it is not going to be allowed to show their face in the lurker server if they also go. <laughs> yeah, that's for, they don't know what's about to hit them when they come out of that. That's for sure. Like, I think that's the thing I love most about Elizabeth is like when we when I think about Tanzania, that vote, just like the sheer outrage on the lurker server was so much fun. Like people were losing it. And if it happens again, I expect only greater things. Oh, well, uh, Tanzania has definitely influenced the casting of this season for sure. First of all, uh, because of so many great pre-mergers, we decided it was time for a second chance season again. But also, you know, I'm now here for the train wreck. So if we can get as many wild cards as possible in a season, that that has had the best results. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the returnee cast. I think this tribe is cracked. I think... We'll just go down the row of who you think is going to be first boot from this tribe. I'm going to say, I don't know why, but I think it's going to be Jessica. I know that's a weird pick considering all that we've talked about, but I'm going to go Jessica. Um, I hope so, Jessica. I'm going to go Steph. Uh, and I'm going to say Missy. Okay. I think, you know, there's a season and anything can, anything can happen. Maybe none of those people go. Who knows? All right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, I very much look forward to getting into this season with you guys. I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm very excited, but I have to temper my expectations because I don't want to overhype myself, but I'm very excited about the, the group that we've got going here. So that's going to do it. Bye guys. Bye. Yeah. No fault farted. No, I did not. I said, hope so. <laughs> 
Nofo hopes Jessica. Nofo first. hopes he farted. I hope that that is in the podcast. Nofo hopes <laughs> Jessica's first boot. I, I missed my chance to introduce you as Nofu. <laughs> Next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.